Hello, Restoration Church. Sitting here today with Nathan and with Catherine. And so she's very excited to be here. <laughs> so here's the true story of why we wanted why did we want Catherine here today? Because we want her to tell the story of her and Hector and so they can learn how not to do things. <laughs> I can also tell that story. And my... I can tell that story. We were all rehearsing. I'll answer your question in a second. But it is funny, we were all recounting just a moment ago that all three of our marriage relationships were not good models yes. when we talk about dating. So, I so, find so out. there's good news. No matter what happens, amen. there's still hope. God, <laughs> amen. But we're, Catherine is here because, you know, it takes a guy and a girl to be married. And so, Joey, you and I can sit here and talk about this all day. Yes. And it'd be nice, as it always is, to have a female perspective. That's right. That's right. Essentially, we just wanted, if we said something stupid or wrong, we wanted to be able to have have some Uh, correction in view. So, anyway, so we are going to talk about the how of dating. We've talked about the the what of dating, which is it's an intentional relationship with marriage in view. Uh, And so we talked about that. Last time we talked about who the who. So who should a Christian date, Nathan? Another Christian. There you go. Uh, Yeah. And not just one in name only. You know, that one who bears uh, fruit in keeping with the gospel. That's right. So, so there's all kinds of people in the Bible and in the world that uh, say that they're Christians. They go on ChristianMingle.com and put their stuff there, and they never go to church, or they, you know, don't even spend time in the Word. They don't talk much about Jesus. It's just a cultural tradition. So we want to try to be careful, because if Christ is really going to be the center of your marriage, you better make sure that you're marrying a true Christian. There you go. Yeah, so a Christian who spurs you on in your love for Jesus and you, them, uh, that you're attracted to emotionally, physically, all those type of things we talked about. Uh, but now, assuming, there's probably some people that actually started dating now because they listen to our podcast. Man, right? you know, <laughs> I wonder how many times that happened. <laughs> uh, although, true story, this is for you, Mom. She called me today and was like, Joey, uh, the podcast is not up yet and it's Friday. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Cindy, I hear you. She's all over us, man. She's all over us. So, Mom, I love you, and this will be out sooner rather than later. Because she's probably going like, man, I have been through a lot of relationship stuff, and I really want to learn how I can be even better at dating my husband, as it were. There you go. So, anyway. But the uh, how. That's what we're doing today. The how of dating. So, one of the first things we talked about was we need to be clear on our motivations and our intentions, or to say it negatively, don't assume. So, Catherine, what's one of the dangers in assuming when a guy and a gal go out for coffee and assumptions start to happen? Yeah, one thing I was thinking about is if the man is assuming, I'm thinking about it from the woman perspective over here, as I think I should. Good, that's, that's helpful. That's why you're here. Yeah, so, it's hard for me to do that. So if, the, if, if it's not addressed what we're really doing here, and then you leave, and then there's no follow-up, the woman is going to be wondering, what, were we on a date? Was it just a friend thing? Should I text him? Should he text me? What, it's going to leave her thinking about a lot of things, yeah. and that's not healthy for anyone. So communicate. What are we doing? What are, what are, you, what are you thinking about? Give What's me a couple on? examples of what that would sound like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I don't do you know. want them to say, like, hey, I want to pursue you in view of marriage, let's go well, to coffee. Well, maybe not that intense. Right, so that's what I'm saying. So like, but that's what they might be thinking. Well, you can just say something along the lines of, hey, you know, I'm interested in you is a good, so- you know, that's a softball right there. Yeah. I've been interested. Is this something that you would be interested in pursuing? 
What do you think about that one? Yeah, I like that. And can I <laughs> can I admonish the guys to actually use words to face, not to hide behind an electronic screen? Oh, can yeah. I say that? Yes. Use Thank the most, you. Use the most personal means <laughs> of communication oh, possible, which is typically face to face, and if nothing else, the the call function on your phone still works. It actually works. <laughs> Yes, my, thank you for saying that, <laughs> guys. Yeah, if you are going to lead a woman in marriage, you better start out right by looking her square in the face and asking her out. Is it difficult? Of course it is. But man, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Have mercy. Uh, so, if you're asking somebody out on a text message, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Unless it's your fifty-second date. Uh, even then. Anyway, so oh, don't technology. assume. Either way, so so guys, yes, be clear. You don't have to vomit everything from the mouth and tell them every thought or feeling you've yeah, ever had. Don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only do that if you don't want to go on a date. Uh, but so anything from the from the man's perspective, they assuming where they might you know fall in, not be clear. Yeah, just yeah. You know, I I think it's good to to express your intentions. But you don't have to say too much or too little. And I understand we're not really defining that really carefully now, but. Come follow up and talk to us about it more. Real quick, we didn't, go ahead. Well, Anna was just thinking, it's not just at the beginning. It's throughout, yeah, it's throughout. right? So yeah. where are we now? Are we been on a couple of dates? Are we yeah. boyfriend, girl, whatever? You don't have to DTRs. define everything. Well, you can. Define you can, the relationship. You can do that, but at least communicating so that yeah. no one's just stuck guessing. I think the thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to, we're trying to protect one another's, you know, the Christian circles, we say it like this, protect one another's heart. Right? I know we can kind of chuckle, but it's true. That's a good thing. I know it's yeah, kind of yeah, pity, but it's, it's an important thing. We want to protect each other's heart. Uh, and then secondly, uh, we want to make sure, and this kind of maybe be a good transition, we want to make sure that the the relationship is we're both understanding where it is at and where it's going so that our hearts will be protected. There we go. And off we go. Right. Yeah, so, so the first one is be clear, don't make assumptions. Kind of the, the second big piece of advice would be uh, don't let your emotional or physical intimacy outpace the actual commitment. Yeah, this is a big one. Uh, and so, Nathan, when I say that, when we say that, what are we saying? Well, I think there's the physical one's pretty easy to determine, right? So, like, you, you shouldn't be having sex because sex is reserved for marriage. Therefore, it's not you're outstripped where you are. If you're not married, therefore, you've outstripped it. That That's right. And, and just to be clear, there, when we say don't have sex, we're, I'm talk, don't sexualize. Yeah. The relationship. That doesn't just include intercourse. It kind of includes all those things all under the umbrella of sexualization. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, and we anyway. don't need to be getting graphic here, but the point right. is, is you just should stay away from that stuff. That's right. uh, the Bible says to flee sexual immorality. Yeah. So that means all the things that are in keeping with that. And so those kinds of sexual kinds of things should not be a part of the relationship if you are not married, because that's the, that's where the, uh, the relationship is, is inside of marriage. So, so that's the physical component. That's the physical one. That's the easier one to define. The more difficult one is the emotional uh, aspect to things. And so we don't want to be too emotionally connected to one another um, in such a way as to communicate. Uh, I'm not saying this well. Uh, the emotional state should be at the same level of where the relationship is, right? And so, in other words, it shouldn't outstrip. So you should not be so emotionally connected to one another that is analogous to being married to one another. So if you're not married, then therefore your emotion should be along the lines of where that relationship is. Uh, explain. I'm not doing a good job in this. Yeah, so I, one of the things, I've, the way I've answered this for others is if you find yourself only in consistently thinking about or acting toward another uh, person in a way that you wouldn't treat another regular brother or sister in Christ, your emotional 
commitment might be going beyond what your physical commitment is. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So if I'm, I'm only talking about these things to this person, if I'm only having these conversations with this person, if I notice that I'm withdrawing from other people inside the life of the church and I'm mm -hmm. only connecting with this other person that I'm dating, my emotional commitment is becoming greater than it would be than just for another person. Yeah, I think, I think one of the ways in which we can really begin to uh, uh, analyze this piece, because this is a harder to, this, to, to track. That's right. That's why we're having It's a harder thing to yeah, understand. And I, th I think one of the things, this is, this is the reason why when, when dating relationships go on for year after year after year, this is what the concern is right here, is there's not a willingness to commit to marriage, and yet they're, because they can't seem to break up, therefore there's an emotional connection that doesn't allow them to both, A, take the, the right step towards marriage, or B, take the other right step to break it off because you can't get yourself to a place of committing to one another in marriage. And therefore, since they're unable to make either one of those decisions, there is an emotional connection that's just not healthy there that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, and that's why I think you can see it in the amount of communication. Yep. Right, Good. so just how much is happening via yep. phone and text message. There you go. The, the type of communication. Yep. Uh, those would be two ways to begin to evaluate those types of things. Anything on that, yeah. Catherine? Anything? Yeah. Uh, a little bit time together. Time, yeah. The amount of time you're spending together. Yeah, and I, the thing I was thinking, both on physical and emotional side of things, is just setting clear boundaries. Kind of going back to number mm -hmm. one, communicating, because yep. then if you're you're just kind of being led by life, you know, yep. go, oh, I didn't realize I was only talking to him or yep. whatever it may be. If you are setting these clear boundaries at the beginning, yep. then you're more able to keep track of. Like how, how healthy we're being in terms of, of that. I, I dated a girl before I met my wife for four years. Four years. I was in my 20s, so I wasn't like a teenager. Four years. We're both adults having jobs, and I had people in my life who might know me and loved me, and they kept telling me, Nathan, this is not good. This is not good. And I would say every single time, no, 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 it's not. Things are different now. Things are different now. Things are different now. And I look back and see that this is what was wrong. Is my emotional connection to her uh, and her emotional connection to me was such that we, A, couldn't, for whatever reason, uh, reach the marriage level, but at the other side of it, we couldn't disassociate ourselves from one another, and everybody's saying, you can't keep doing this if you can't make one of those two choices. Something's got to give. So that's what the, so again, that's, that's what's, when time goes on, that's the concern. It's not just the, the amount of days. That's not a big deal. Sure. It's the, the reason why it's a, time is a concern is because there's, this concern of an emotional attachment that's not matching where they are in the relationship. Yeah. yeah so there we go. So that's kind of transitions to the to one of the other things we want to say. So first, we said don't assume, be clear. Second, don't let your emotional or physical intimacy outpace your commitment. Uh, third would be don't try to do this in, in isolation, mm -hmm. or to say it positively, involve other trusted mm -hmm. brothers and sisters around you. So why is this important that when we begin a dating relationship? It doesn't isolate us, and we try to figure everything out on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think you can figure everything out on your own. So you invite other people in who they know you. Maybe they know him or her, whatever it may be, and they're able to help you think through some of those questions you guys were asking in the first podcast. Mm -hmm. Is this person a Christian? Yep. Are they living out the the Christian life in a way that's keeping with repentance and faith? Those different things and are there any red flags that you need to be thinking about? So it gives you some idea of what do I need to be talking about with my significant other and that kind of thing. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think one thing, though, that you said that needs to be highlighted is you have to invite that. 
I think that people just assume that when this relationship is happening, I'm in community. Namely, I'm going to church, I'm going to community group, or we go watch movies together with other people, and therefore I'm doing what you just said, Catherine. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. In the same way, it goes the same thing with just discipleship. We need to invite people to correct us in yeah. our lives. Yeah. People are much more point. apt to do it when when I invite it into yes. life. Yeah. Otherwise, people might be hesitant. I don't want to. Right. I know you're excited, because yeah. they don't want to so hurt you. It takes the you. pressure off of that. Yeah. So make sure and invite someone into that correction. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's an important piece. And I think, why are you smiling? Because I'm getting ready to ask a question. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Finish your thought. Go ahead. Uh, well, no, I'll stop it there. All right. So are, are we saying that we only should go on group dates? Is that the only thing that Doesn't should happen? Doesn't get into your next little thing there? Don't, don't you have one about that? I don't think one, so. Okay. Well, that's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, but... You know, should you only... No, I don't, I don't think that's... I don't, I don't think there's any, you know, hard and strict and fast law where that has to be the case. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. No. <laughs> yeah. I do think that's a good thing to do regularly. If you find yeah. yourself doing that most of the time when you're only together, yeah. that's not healthy either. Yeah. So don't don't hear I'm just having that first yeah. like you're saying so every time I go get dinner I've got to invite five or six other people and make oh, it up. Because no. some people have said that in dating, like if you're two single Christians, you shouldn't spend time any yeah. time alone ever together. I'm like, well, Is that the I kiss dating goodbye? Is that what he says? I don't I didn't read it. So I didn't either. I kissed the yeah. book goodbye. I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so so involve others yeah. in it. Invite them and involve them. So yes. inviting is what we just talked about. And then involve them, namely that you are spending time with them so they can watch you. Right. Listen to you talk, see how you are around one another, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so that's going to that's gonna help people really uh, speak into you. That's gonna, you need so many other people. I, I've, I've used a bad example of me in the past. And then Andy would tell you this if she was on this podcast. You know, we did a poor job of this when she and I were dating. It was the same thing. There were things that were happening in our relationship. We look back now and going like, what were we doing? I was teaching Sunday school in my church. And we were both seen to be mature Christians. And there were things going on behind the scenes that we never told anybody. And we kind of kept behind the, behind the wraps. And we say now that if somebody would have just asked us, I think we would have changed things. Things would have gone differently. If somebody would have just asked us. Yeah. Uh, we were around people, but we never invited people. Mm-hmm. And we never shared with them what was some of the other struggles that were going on. And we say, if somebody would have just asked us a couple questions, probably things would have been very different. I mean, it had a much differ, different uh, ramifications on our marriage. Those first five years, we had to work mm-hmm. that out because we didn't. We had problems back in the dating period. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, if you are dating and somebody asks you, and, and welcome that, receive that. Don't think they're trying to be mean or harsh or whatever. So, Which is the third thing that we need to mention. We said invite, involve, and thirdly, listen to the counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, again, going back to that other girl I was talking about, I was getting the counsel, whether I asked for it or not. My brother and my other good friend, they were giving it to me, but I wasn't interested in hearing it. Right. And so you got to be reminded, these people love you and they're trying to help you. It doesn't mean that everything they say is right, but you've got to not just hear it, but you've got to listen. You know that that line in White Men Can't Jump? You'll see that movie. Yes. That's what's what's the guy's name? Uh, (laughs) Wesley, whatever is. Wesley's not. But they're talking about Jimmy Hendrix. Like, you listen to Jimmy, but you don't hear Jimmy. You know, you don't. Anyway, so you gotta, you can't just. <laughs> I said that backwards. Yeah. You gotta no not just hear people; you gotta listen to them. Yes. Is that right, Catherine? That's right. All right. So, involve others, and I think part of that is don't spend too much time alone. Yes, we, we've talked about. Yes, you can go to to dinner and be alone and all that. But when when would that be begin to get unhealthy? What What are some dangerous areas of spending too much time alone? 
Joey, do you have any insight on this? <laughs> I do, yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'll, so I think I'll that, so even, so if you're spending uh, time alone privately for an extended period of time, I think that can be very, can lead to dangerous mm-hmm. places. It's mm-hmm. the whole proverb, if you cl- carry fire close to your chest, you're going to end up being burnt. Yep. So okay. some of others, you know, I've counseled others like, so if you've, if you're in a, an apartment and you live alone, just like make a commitment. Mm. It's going to be no more than an hour. And I'm not going to be there after 8 p.m. Yeah. Or some people have said, you know what? We're not going to do that at, at all. We're just yeah. not going to be alone privately together at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you can be alone in public. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't being alone doesn't mean you're always isolated from everything and everybody. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it just can end. It can go places where you don't want it to go. It's fine to to speak late into the evening on the phone with one another, but it's probably not the best idea to do that. For seven or eight days in a row, what's 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 the where does it go bad? I don't know, but nevertheless, you got to evaluate that. If you're spending too much time on the phone or too much time uh, with each other in such a way as to kind of disassociate with the rest of the world around you, then that's probably not healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's another aspect of just inviting others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those uh, are going to be case by case kind of things. Yeah, right. But I do want to push on what you're saying there. Make sure just because our culture thinks it's a good idea to spend uh, time alone in places where you know you're alone uh, is good. That doesn't mean that for Christians it's a good idea. This is exactly what Proverbs, I think it's six, five or six, uses when the adulterous woman says, listen, my husband's not going to be home for a long time. Come into my bedroom. That's right. So we got to understand and, and think danger, danger, danger. And remember, this is so important, God would have you to do that not to keep you away from a good thing, but to promote a better thing. Mm-hmm. Don't forget right. that. Yeah. yeah. Any other, I've got a couple other questions in my mind that I want to throw them out there. I want to ask. Go. What, we Catherine talked, has the answer. She's going to tell you what it is. So we talked, we talked a little bit about men initiating. Is it okay for a girl to ask a guy out? Ooh, there you go. Catherine, Ooh. I'll let you answer that. Catherine, have you ever asked a guy out? Um, that is debated in the Feliciano house. <laughs> oh, there we go. Story I for another day. I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. I, so what are you saying? Are, are you saying that Hector was passive? Anyway. No. Okay. No, never. Is it okay? I mean, it's like, it's, again, we want to make sure we draw clear lines around things that are right and wrong. And so there's no Bible verse that says yeah. women can't. So sure. I, sure here's my thought. I think it would be fine, but if you're going to have to be doing if you're going to be the one initiating for the rest of your life, yep. like why yeah. do you want to get into that? You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's right. So I think it's okay. I'd say, yes, it's fine. There's no Bible verse for a woman to approach a guy and, and arrange things. But if you're having to be the one only initiating and always sustaining, mm-hmm. it's not going to go well long term. Yeah, and we're banging up against gender roles in marriage, so which right. we're assuming that you understand and believe to be true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, and it's not uncommon. You'll normally, sometimes you get different types of people where, yeah, anyway, I'll stop. Yeah. So, I think that's right. We'll stop there. So... With Generally speaking, men should initiate, women respond, all those types of things. But so yeah. uh, there are times when maybe a guy needs a swift kick and to get going yeah, in the right direction. Maybe he just doesn't realize. So you got to kind of wake him up, but and, then he'll initiate. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of men like that. And so, men, if you're listening to this, reject passivity, please. This is what the evil one wants you to do. God built you to lead men, and therefore, if he can get the evil one, can get you to be passive. He's get, he's then getting, he's winning. The evil one's winning because you're not doing the thing that God built you to do, namely by leading, promoting health in life. There you go. All right. Uh, I've got one more question that I want to ask, but is there anything else, any other tips, that you, any other thoughts on the how, the whatever of dating? We've got a few more minutes left here. Yeah. This, this is not exactly on point here, but I would like to say this. Let me speak to my 
lady friends here, <laughs> make sure and dress modestly. So uh, make sure and attra- have uh, men the the kind of things you want men to find you attractive is uh, is the kind of things that that are promoting your character and those kinds of things. And so I heard somebody say at one time that I thought it was really good, it's helpful for me is. You don't want to, you want to put a frame around your character. You don't want to put a frame around your body, these mm-hmm. kinds of things. And so just be careful with that. Every single spring, right about this time, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to start hearing this in accountability groups. Hey guys, start praying for me. The weather's getting warmer, mm-hmm. you know? And so that, this goes with tight clothes. This goes with revealing clothes. Just make sure and be careful and uh, promote good, healthy relationships by the way that you're dressing. Let's say to our brothers, treat your sisters as sisters in Christ, not as any type of object for pleasure for your eyes. That's right. Pursue Christ and those yeah. types of things, yeah. So I think that's important to be said, too. It's not just on one side. It's both sides that we need admonition yeah. and encouragement. That's right. That's right. And anything else, Catherine? Is your question going to get to expectations? Oh, no. Yes. Uh, yes. So this is something that I thought I, in my relationship with Hector, I remember specifically one time thinking, well, I have more fun with my sisters or with some of my friends sometimes. Maybe I shouldn't be dating Hector. Putting so much pressure on mm-hmm. Hector has to be my boyfriend, my best friend, my counselor, my yep. all the things. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and that's really unhealthy. And so that, that made it really hard for us when we were dating. And it made it hard for me to decide, like, I want to marry him because I was mm-hmm. looking for so many yep. more things than I should have been. That's right. So I would... Well, steer clear of that. And that goes back to, that goes back to this notion of, uh, a spouse, quote unquote, completing us. Yeah. And so you, you gotta set those expectations super low. So if my wife were here, she would make very clear that Nathan Knight does not complete her. Uh, <laughs> he only makes her life more hard. It, exactly. That's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. Um, and so the expectation should be that Christ is the only thing that will satisfy my life. And, and so that, that sounds really good in sermons and sort of in books, but it's true. It's true. You gotta find ways to aim at Jesus because we're gonna disappoint each other. And so if your mm-hmm. expectations are that if you can find just this right guy the and your expectations person. are the perfect person that fills all these things, then you just are yeah. missing it. Jesus is the only one that yeah. can do that. And dudes, uh, keep your expectations pretty low. You're, you probably think you're an eight or nine. You're probably like a four or five. <laughs> That's right. So just, just keep that in mind uh, as well. Don't have too high expectations for, for a gal. And to be clear, Hector is super fun. It's probably yes. on my side, not on his side. Just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> uh, all right. Last but not least, how do I know if he, she is the one? Well, name check. Yes. I wish you could see this frustration. Yeah, there's <laughs> simple, simple answer to that one. There is no one, uh-huh. right? So this sort of gets back to what I was just saying. I, I think I mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, where uh, you know this notion of sort of uh, you know compatibility, compatibility, this kind of thing. Like we all need to match. The reality is none of us are compatible. There is no one person that's going, as I just said, complete us. And so therefore. You know, just knowing those things, the way I said it in other podcasts, I'm going to say it again because I think it's a good question. The way that we evaluate whether or not we should be married is if I'm the, if I'm the potential wife, I look at him and say, does he love Jesus? And do I have a reasonable level of confidence that he can do what a husband is supposed to do? Uh, and secondly, will I do the kinds of things a wife should do towards him? 
And then if you're the guy, it's the opposite. You know, do I have a reasonable level of confidence that she can do the things a wife can do? And secondly, am I willing to do the kinds of things that I'm supposed to do as a husband towards her? That's right. And yeah. so if, the, if you have a reasonable level of confidence, you're inviting that community, those kinds of things, then that's the one. But, that's right. You know, there's not going to be this perfect, you know, little glow. It's going to be written in the sky, and you'll have this yeah. feeling of just knowing. That's Should all we mythical. put out a fleece? As <laughs> <laughs> you get ready to preach on Gideon. Yeah, yeah. So throw out Definitely. your pottery barn rug, and uh, if there's dew on it in the morning, <laughs> he's the one. He's the one. Uh, and if you're still not sure, just do it again the next day. Do it, that's yeah. what Gideon did. Work for him. Please, please, please don't do that. Yep. Uh, so yeah, how do you know if they're the one? Are they a Christian? Do you spur each other on in Christ? Do you see any red flags? And another important is anybody else pointing out red flags mm -hmm. around you. So. And then listen to them when they do. Don't hear it. Don't just yeah. hear it. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine, any other thoughts as we wrap up? No. Right. Other than don't be paralyzed by the decision, right? Yes. Like there's so many people out there. Maybe there's one who's better than the other, whatever it may yeah. be. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah, paradox of choice. choice yeah. is so bad. Don't, yeah. don't Trust Christ. Yeah. There's a great story in Kevin DeYoung's little book, Knowing the Will of God, So Just Do Something. That's a great book, by the way, for this topic, on any topic. That'd be a good tiny little book to read about this, where he he interviews his granddad, and he asks him why he married his grandmother. And uh, the grandfather said something like, well, there was only about six girls in my community, and uh, and I like you know, your grandmother the best, and I chose her, and it's been great. <laughs> and we look at that and sort of think that that's in some way archaic, but that's actually, that proves the rule that first off, Christ completes us. Secondly, the ideas that make marriage great, those are the things that will do it. It's not our compatibility. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, yeah. really, go. really helpful. Well, Restoration Church, we love you. Catherine, a special thanks to you for <laughs> sitting in. Seriously, it's very helpful. Uh, and Did so, I say anything insensitively? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, now we just put the blame on you. I know. So I'm like, if, like, if hey, someone else caught it. Why didn't you tell Nathan? <laughs> it's not my fault. Yeah. Uh, we're Restoration Church. We do love you. We hope that these have been helpful, not only for those who are unmarried and looking to date, but also our married brothers and sisters and how to, to disciple and, and serve yeah. those around them. So mm -hmm. this is hopefully uh, for the whole church. So we love you. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. No, no comments, Nathan? No that's the music going out. It's good music. Hey, Shy Lynn, that's Shy Lynn. Oh, there you go. That music you're listening to, Shy Lynn, I'm go keep, get the I'm rest of his stuff. I'm keeping this in, by the way. Okay, good. Peace. Listen to the, the rest of his stuff. Church. It's good.